Now, while that might be a little hard to make out, it is exactly um, the chance tonight in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, so I was there for the rally, and I witnessed it with my own eyes, the bond that Donald Trump has with the American people, and tonight, the people of Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, Pennsylvania is extremely important. You know, it's one of the 15 states that has been identified on this program as the states that are so-called battleground swing states that are going to decide this election. But the enthusiasm and the energy when you're at a Trump rally is just, it's incredible. It's unlike anything that you can possibly describe. You know, think about it. What, what Donald Trump brings to not only the American people, but to Washington, D.C., Ivanka Trump pointed out before the president's acceptance speech at the RNC, she said that Washington, D.C. has not changed Donald Trump. Donald Trump has changed Washington, D.C. Now, he brings this outsider, you know, just pure, unfiltered love of this country, and that is what the American people relate to, because all of us have that same love, that same passion that drives us every single day to work hard, you know, to want to put food on the table for our families, you know, to have a, a love for friends and family and for God and for everything that you hold near and dear. Now, all of that is under attack from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, The president really zoned in on attacking Joe Biden and Kamala Harris tonight um, on energy and fracking. And he's right to point out, he played a video clip tonight um, that showed um, how Biden has flip-flopped as far as fracking goes. But, I mean, Kamala Harris has outright said that she is in favor of banning fracking. Now, if fracking goes away, energy is, you know, is huge in Pennsylvania. If if fracking were to be banned by a you know as they say a Harris administration alongside Joe Biden, if that goes away, then you can say goodbye to Pennsylvania, which is very dependent and has a lot of you know of fracking and and energy jobs that run through Pennsylvania. Um, and 20 electoral votes are given to Pennsylvania. It is a massive state. Um, before the president won Pennsylvania in 2016, I want to say it was Reagan who was the last one to win Pennsylvania back in 1988. But from what I saw tonight, you know, the, the, the love that the president has for the people in Pennsylvania and any rally he goes to, when the people take the time out of their, you know, day or night, whatever at time of day the president's doing his rally at, is, you know, he has that same love and appreciation he, he gives that back to the people um also so this came out earlier today and this believe it or not was on msdnc this sort of i think plays into the what the point that i'm trying to get across here in pennsylvania voter registration since june all right we're in uh october now so between this five month period there was ninety three thousand. Democrats, 93,357 is the exact number, Democrats that, uh, new Democrats that registered. As far as Republicans go, and this is in the last five months, so 
it's not you know it may be here and there a few votes are for the uh congress uh people that are running in pennsylvania but a lot of this and i would say an overwhelming majority of the voter registration the new registered voters that are registered as republicans since june by the way here's the number 184,392 voters in pennsylvania registered as a republican registered um to vote in the last five months that was something that couldn't be measured in 2016 was the people that are first-time voters that that you know really couldn't care less about who's in office and and i think for the most part the people that really don't pay attention to politics you know the 24 7 that what do they want well they want safety they care about their money, that'd be 401ks and the stock market and ensuring that they have a job and ensuring they have a, a business, you know, whatever it is that you do. Um, and on top of that, I believe it's infrastructure. I, they want nice, easy roads to drive on. They want bridges that are solid. They, they you know, infrastructure is a big thing for voters as well as money and safety. So Donald Trump brings all of that joe biden does not how can joe biden possibly make the argument that he can keep the american people safe if he has yet and the president has over and over again condemned white supremacy and the kkk and you know david duke and whoever else is thrown at him and remember by the way that it's the democrat party that is the party of racism slavery and the kkk that's never going to change but donald trump has repeatedly condemned that joe biden has never come out and condemned antifa or black lives matter he's never said that the rioting the violence the anarchy the chaos that we see in big major american cities he's never come out and condemned that but yet joe biden never gets a single question about that and when he does take questions like he took over the weekend this this is how disgraceful the news media has become he got one question now on last friday uh, it was bo erickson of cbs who asked him about his son's dealing and he called it a smear campaign well yesterday uh oh and by the way that laptop the whole russian um uh disinformation and smear campaign that that joe biden is trying to argue is going on this just broke the fbi is in possession of the laptop containing hunter biden's emails and agree with director of national intelligence john radcliffe's assessment that the emails were not were not part of a russian disinformation campaign so there's no joe biden can no longer make that argument he is going to have to be asked a question and um if it's thursday at the debate because you know we, we haven't seen him since uh, sunday i think was the the day he was being asked about uh what what milkshake did you get mr vice president are you kidding me i mean we're we're two weeks away from one of the biggest elections of our lifetime and we're going to ask one of the candidates what milkshake did you get what a complete and utter joke our news media has become um, so I give credit to Bo Erickson on Friday. I don't know who the reporter was asked about the milkshake, but I have you know no tolerance for that at all. But you know how is it that Joe Biden now is is let's see, give him Sunday, 
uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow he's not supposed to make an appearance. We're not going to see him until Thursday when it's time for him to debate the president. You know, how how can this guy possibly make the argument that he wants to be president? You know, how can he say that he's working hard for the American people? Because I don't see it at all. I don't even see him taking tough questions. And you know, on Thursday, when it's time for the debate, you have Kristen Welker, who is now proven to be a, a longtime Democrat and like a, a Democrat activist. So are we are we really going to trust her to uh, hold Joe Biden accountable at all? Hold him accountable for his 47 year record of nothing but failure? And he's being controlled. We know he's being controlled by this new radical leftist wing of the party that's taken over that includes AOC well as far as the president being in Pennsylvania tonight if AOC takes over you can say goodbye to fracking in Pennsylvania you can say goodbye to energy all over this country because she wants to implement her 93 trillion dollar bankrupt this country green new deal now also you have Beto O'Rourke that's going to be in charge of guns and what's his exact quote well, Beto O'Rourke says, hell yes, I'm going to take away your guns. I mean, really? And, and then you want a Democrat-controlled Senate that is going to uh, end the filibuster in the Senate? They want to pack the Supreme Court and add justice after justice after justice, and it won't be a real, you know, originalist uh, that is on the, the court. It's going to be people that want to, you know, legisl legislate from the court the, 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 that are going to be appointed by Chuck Schumer for one reason and one reason only. So if the Democrats can't get past what they want to get past, then they take it to the Supreme Court. Can you imagine a Supreme Court with, you know, 11 or 13 or 15 justices? It's, it's, it's a total joke. And Schumer, but Schumer wants to do that. He also wants to give statehood. Oh, and by the way, Biden was, you know, again, another flip-flop from Joe Biden because he was against packing the Supreme Court in 1983 and also in 2005. 2005, he said it was a power grab. And in 1983, he said FDR, who's like the, the, the idol of all American Democratic politicians, he said that it was a bonehead move. Now in 2020, yeah, of the uh, another flip flop by Joe, yeah, I know. Well, what the Republicans are doing is packing the Supreme Court, which, again, is such a complete and utter lie. What the Republicans are doing is following their constitutional duty. The power when it comes when a vacancy arises on the Supreme Court, it is the President of the United States that nominates. A person, a judge, to be uh, the next justice on the Supreme Court. Well, in 2016, the American people gave that power to Donald Trump and Donald Trump alone. In 2018, when the midterms happened, the American people voted to give the Republicans to to um give the allow the Republicans to retain the majority on the uh, in the Senate. So that the advice and consent is given solely to the Senate, which is controlled by the Republicans. 
So as far you know, it's it's too close to a vote. It's all just nonsense. It's all games, and the Democrats know that, and Chuck Schumer knows that. Now on top of that, what else does Chuck Schumer want to do? Well, he wants to give statehood to Puerto Rico and to Washington D.C. so that the Democrats can have, and we'll go from a hundred uh, Senate seats to a hundred and four senators, and that just adds four more democrat um senators so and and biden he's not going to stop that i mean they literally want to destroy this country they want to tear up the constitution and i'm getting to it right now in the new republic they they indicate that that's exactly what they want to do uh this was in the new republic i saw it first today uh i can't remember when it was written but listen to this the constitution this is the title of it the Constitution is the crisis. The crisis, excuse me. There's no reason why a rigged Supreme Court should have the final say on the law of our land. The New Republic, by the way, if you ever want to even maybe think about taking the New Republic seriously as a publication, you can remember that the New Republic is the paper, uh, the publication of Stephen Glass. The Stephen Glass, who is the you know, hands down the worst journalist of all time but i tell you what if he was still if he was a journalist now he could probably pay, he'd probably be fine the news media make up stories all the time uh and and try to run with it as fact when you know there's no corroboration i mean even the fbi with no corroboration ran with a, a christopher Steele uh dossier that we know hillary clinton paid for and on top of that hillary clinton in 2016 says she's gonna stir up a scandal and try to connect trump with the russians to distract from her email server which is the real scandal in this country and by the way where where is mike pompeo the secretary of state he said he was going to release hillary clinton's emails well now it's october 20th and we're 14 days away from the election and we still don't have any of hillary clinton's emails coming out we have hunter biden's emails but where are hillary clinton's that's what i want to know the president's frustrated as well anyway so let me get into uh what what they write about the new republic here and uh and just to clarify stephen glass was a journalist that made up literally made up stories i mean it was a total joke so this is their argument it is an almost entirely foregone conclusion that Amy Coney Barrett will be seated on the Supreme Court, cementing a 6-3 conservative majority that will serve as an obstacle to Joe Biden's policy agenda should he and the Democratic Party win full control of government in November. As everyone by now knows, that's a majority Biden and Democrats could conceivably do something about. Progressives have been pushing court packing for years at this point. It's one of the major items of a structural reform agenda that also includes eliminating the Senate filibuster and adding new seats. So it's not even like they're trying to hide it at this point in time. All right, the, the uh, Senate Democrats have come out, said this is our agenda. Now you have the liberal, the, the, and, and by the way, it, it's about as liberal as it comes as far as publications go, the New Republic. Now they are in full support of it. 
I, they're they're telling they're writing right here to their audience this is what democrats are going to do and the people that still support that and i listen i believe that there are democrats out there that still know that that they can disagree and and this would be like a wing of like jfk democrats you know jfk who this beside uh being a democrat he he loved the united states i mean he really truly did he was the last democrat to actually care about this country and actually appreciate the constitution that's not this party anymore but some of those democrats are still registered as democrats and i think that they see the country being under attack i see they they see the constitution that the democrats want to just rip it up i think that they're going to vote for donald trump i really believe that now listen to some of the arguments that they make in the new republic here Republicans haven't flouted the constitutional order. They've made use of it. Well, again, that's a complete and utter lie because, again, it's the constitutional duty of the Republican president to nominate someone on the Supreme Court. It's the it given to advice and consent of the Senate to confirm or deny that nominee. It says, we've seen multiple periods of one-party dominance in our history. We've also seen defeated political parties wither and die why shouldn't the republican party join them now to me that sort of sounds like a concession i believe that these people aren't getting behind joe biden there's not not a crowd like there was in erie pa tonight for the president you don't see any of those crowds for joe biden and oh by the way as far as pennsylvania goes and biden supposedly has a big lead if you listen to polls in pennsylvania so why is it that barack hussein obama why is he going to be campaigning in pennsylvania he's supposed to have an event tomorrow in philly why if if biden's got such a big lead and he's just gonna hang out in his in his basement until november 3rd well until the debate on thursday then then why do they feel the need to have barack hussein obama president hope and change go out and campaign i don't i don't believe the polls and i don't believe anyone else should um they also argue the american left should work toward abolishing the constitution someday either for a new document or a new democratic order without a written constitution there you go a constant you know what does uh what did ben franklin say he said that what uh, there was a woman who asked him what uh what what do we have what's what's our system of government and he said a republic if you can keep it well look at what the democrats are advocating for the american left should work toward abolishing the constitution we we say it all the time that the left is threatening to do it. You know, i've said it multiple times already in this program that that's what the left wants to do but they really truly do they mean it i mean it's 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 as serious as a heart attack that they want to destroy this country and they want to do it because they don't feel as though they can defeat republicans anymore when it comes to an election or that their ideas are better than the republicans ideas because their ideas aren't their ideas all have to go towards them having a just complete and utter control of the house of the senate of the presidency and once they get control of all of that they want to control every single person that live 
that it, that is that is fortunate enough to call themselves an American citizen. You know, the, it, when Schumer says everything is on the table, he really well and truly means it. Uh, the New Republic argues and says this and this alone was the not was the genius of our founders and framers, not a special capacity for principle compromise that is, uh, but rather the force of their will. That is what it takes to break from an empire. That is what it took to cobble a nation together out of states with divergent economic and social political interests. And as we approach the close of a year in which we fought bitterly over what we should claim from our history and what we should take from these men, it seems probable that we should try to inherit at least their audacity. Whatever spirit convinced them they possessed the consciousness, the consciousness, consciousness, excuse me, and the intelligence to create not only a new country, but a kind of society new to the world. And they end by saying, if given the opportunity, the Democratic Party, without hesitation, guilt, or apology, should pack the Supreme Court to its advantage. Osida, Os, Osida, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's N-W-A-N-E-V-U. You know I can't pronounce names, and I don't understand why these reporters, need, they got to be so difficult all the time. But anyway, that's what they're advocating for. Not only is Chuck Schumer all in for it, but now you have Democratic-ran liberal publications advocating for the same exact thing. That is what you're going to get. You're going to have the Constitution will be no more if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris um, take power. Now, just quickly, so I've been calling it the MFL for, for a few weeks now as far as the Marxist Football League goes. Well, there's reasons that I call it that. First of all, they're in ties. They're working hand-in-hand hand with Black Lives Matter, which, as Patrice Cullors uh, will tell you, she's the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. She says their ideological frame is we are trained Marxists, all right? So so right then and there, the co-founder, listen to her, don't take my word for it, but she herself says that Black Lives Matter is indeed a Marxist organization. So why, if you're the NFL, would you ever want to work with that group? And then, you know, put Brianna Bri Taylor or whatever on the, uh, on the field. Or, or Richard Brooks, or, or all the, you know, what they perceive as, as crimes that, that I guess that uh, police officers commit against blacks. Well, why, you know, be, because the narrative here being that they're racist. And by the way, Joe Biden himself, what is, what does Joe Biden say about police? Well, police have become the enemy. But anyway, so that's why I call it the MFL, the Marxist Football League. Now, Joe Buck. And Troy Aikman. <clears throat> Troy Aikman is a former quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He does commentary now, play-by-play -play on NFL games. Joe Buck is his partner. He does um, the play-by-play the -play as well. They, these fools were caught on a hot mic. This was on um, Sunday in Tampa. The, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers were playing the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers and they were caught on a hot mic when the when the, the military flyover happened before the game Joe Buck was caught saying 
that that's your hard-earned taxpayer dollars at work right and troy aikman is even worse because troy aikman says that's a lot of fuel that they have there that's a lot of fuel being used and then he says this that stuff ain't happening with a kamala biden ticket so the comment itself is disgusting and we'll see if there's any actions taken against them my uh, what my opinion is that there will be nothing uh, happening to them. In fact, if it wasn't on a hot mic, if they just said it, you know, publicly for everyone to hear, there still wouldn't have been anything. They probably would have gotten patted on the back. It's probably happening right now behind the scenes. But notice what he says, though. <clears throat> he doesn't say this wouldn't happen with Joe Biden as our president. He says a Harris Biden ticket, a, 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 a Kamala biden ticket right even troy aikman on a on a hot mic where you, you know this none of this was supposed to be heard by the way that he's saying if he's putting kamala harris in front of the presidential candidate joe biden now kamala harris has made that same in quotes mistake as well as joe biden has made that same again quotes mistake that it's a, a Harris administration alongside Joe Biden. So what this is, the, the, the ticket itself is just dishonest from the, from the get-go. Because Kamala Harris was polling at 1-2% to in her own primary, in her own party. She couldn't even you know, come away the, the, the outstanding front-runner in the race so what does she do well because she is so consumed and needs and is fueled by power well she says hold on joe i'll be the vp and then you know make sure though that that you're 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 old you know you're you're confused you're you you you're not there cognitively you're not there mentally you're not there physically so so i'm gonna take over once you become the president, once it's 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 literally like, and I made this um analogy before this comparison before, is that it's like the 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 new radical like kids that that's why I would refer to them as 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 kids here, have went to the parents and that being the American people and said this is this is what I want, and the parents said no, absolutely not. So what did they do? They went to the granddad, that being Joe Biden, and said, hey, do you think you could go and talk to them for me that's exactly what's going on here joe biden is only on the ticket because of his name being joe biden it's not it's not his policies and and what he really truly believes that is going to govern in the united states it's absolutely not it's the radical you know misguided get everything for free democrat left that we're seeing now the they're they call them what they are they're socialists and they should never ever have power in this country now let me uh turn to as far as the name biden because uh the federalist today uh john daniel davidson as a as a new article out today why big media will never report on hunter biden's emails he says the corporate media has refused to cover the substance of the New York Post's bombshell reporting on Hunter Biden's recovered laptops and emails, laptop and email, not because there's nothing to the story or because the emails are fake, 
but because the story itself on its face is harmful to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. That's not to say news outlets haven't been writing about the Post's reporting. They've simply decided to cover the meta-narrative, the story about the story, while studiously ignoring what Hunter Biden's emails reveal about his family's overseas business dealings and influence peddling. He says, understand what's going on here. The media will report on almost any aspect of this story, no matter how tangential or relatively insignificant, rather than grapple with the story itself. He says the New York Times and New York Magazine about behind-the-scenes dissent, they wrote about this from a handful of anonymous po Again, again, anonymous, right? Have you ever seen an, administra an administration that has has had to have the news media come up with more anonymous sources and anonymous reporting than we've seen throughout the Trump administration. They can't even get people to go on the record and say this stuff. Remember the New York Times and the op-ed? Don't worry, everything will be okay. I'm part of the, the, the Trump resistance. And it was all from an anonymous source. You know, how can people trust anonymous sources anymore? I, I really don't. And, and, and I understand that anonymous sort they don't want to go on the record some, but this is beyond ridiculous at this point in time now. It's all the New York Times uses anymore. It's all the Washington Post uses anymore. Anonymous source after anonymous source. At what point in time do we say these anonymous sources do not exist? You're just writing an anonymous source so that it can't be checked and so that it, for some reason people are going to believe your reporting. How can anyone believe anything that comes out of the New York Times anymore? The New York Times that said, if you're feeling down, that you know who to blame for. To call it the Trump virus when referring to coronavirus and the China virus. You could have called it either of those two, but they call it the Trump virus. Well, the New York Times comes out and says that now we have the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, who wants to lock down her complete, her, her whole state, and who's by all means just a, just an evil woman she comes out and says well yep it's 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 the trump virus i mean what a complete joke they all are it stems from the media stems from the new york times or the washington post and then it carries it's like that those publications are giving orders to the democrat politicians so anyway so here's the um the new york uh the new york magazine this is what they wrote and this was um, on the 18th uh, over the weekend. New York Post insiders slag very flimsy Hunter Biden stories. The New York Post's own journalists say they are skeptical about the paper's stories about Hunter Biden, including the man who wrote most of the, quote, smoking gun story and would not put his name on it. Four newsroom sources told Intelligencer, which is part of the New York Magazine. Uh, it says on Wednesday, the Post dropped what it cleared, uh, what it clearly hoped would be a bombshell, right? But this, so this is, um, this is what they said that the journalists say, so-called anonymous sources say. I think it was very flimsy. One Post reporter uh, told the New York Magazine. Another journalist at the paper was even more blunt. It's not something that meets my journalistic standards, they said, and that the piece should not have been published. This is the most generic thing, non-story I've ever seen in my entire life. 
How hard is it to make up an anonymous? Just uh, think about this. They're sitting in front of their laptop. They have to write an article, right? And I'm not sure uh, who wrote the story in, in the New York Magazine, but this is so they think, okay, you know what? Why don't I just say I talked to an anonymous source and I'll just say he said this. I think it was very flimsy. That's not harmful towards you know the source at all because it can't be checked. You know, if if there is a so-called anonymous source that doesn't want to go on the record, but you don't want to go on the record and say this quote, I think it was very flimsy. I, okay, anything else? Or it's not something that meets my journalistic standards. The most generic quotes, I, I'll go on the record and say, I personally don't believe a single thing that the New York Magazine is writing in this. I think this story is a total and complete lie. The New York um, Times, much like the New York Magazine, wrote about this as well. The New York Post published Hunter Biden report amid newsroom doubts. The New York Post front page article about Hunter Biden, and this was written in the New York Times by Katie Robertson. The New York Post front page article about Hunter Biden on Wednesday was written mostly by a staff reporter who refused to put his name on it, uh, two Post employees said. Now, this is what I'm talking about. You can't, at some point in time, and, and I get it if the New York Post um, staffers don't want to lose their job, but I don't believe it. I don't believe a single thing that I hear from the New York Times anymore, and no one else should. You know, we're supposed to be able to turn to our media to see what's going on with the news throughout the entire day because most Americans don't have time throughout their busy working day or whatever it is they're doing um, um, throughout the day, they they don't have time to do all this reading on articles. They don't have time to watch the news all throughout the day. They, they just simply don't. So what I argue is maybe when they get home from work, if that they have any free time at all, they just turn on the news, NBC, CBS, ABC, and just want to know what's, what's going on. What's the story? They don't want to hear opinion. They don't want to hear anything that that that's made up that's supposed to be you know so-called anonymous sourcing all they want to do is learn about what's going on and now we have this you know you're supposed to have a a, a, a journalistic integrity about you i say the and this is from the society of professional journalists seek truth and report it minimize harm act independently be accountable and transparent our news media, and it and, and it's sad to say, they don't do that anymore. They are agenda driven. They write the narrative themselves. They don't report on the news. They make the news themselves, and then they publish it out there. And then, like I said, the Democrat politicians, because it's never harmful to Democrats. Now, Democrats are always perceived to be right, whereas Republicans are always perceived to be wrong, and they have to go out and prove the case as to why what they're saying is actually correct. Democrats are never held accountable in this day and age by our corrupted news media. They're prolific, liars, they're pathetic, they're pathological. They are the PPP media, and they don't have an accountability to truth. They don't seek truth. They don't report truth. They're dis they're destroying the everything that that we believed the news media is supposed to do. They don't do that anymore. They're propagandists. 
They're Democrats in the media. It's as simple as that. Now, let me uh, uh, transition into the Senate Democrats because there's there's I believe there's a vote tomorrow on uh, PPP, uh, uh, the payroll uh, protection plan. And um, so we'll see how how that goes, Where see how the Democrats vote, see if they really care about the American people. But here's the thing about Democrats. They're never, ever happy. You know, what do I say that they, they identify problems? They never solve problems because they wouldn't have anything to talk about. So this is in the Washington Times today. Senate Democrats blast 4-4 Supreme Court ruling on Pennsylvania ballots. Use case for fresh attack on Barrett. They just got a good ruling for them that says they can cheat in the election. That the date of the uh, the votes is being prolonged three days. The Supreme after November third, the Supreme Court uh, went for four, so they got their way, and they're still not happy. Charles E. Schumer is not happy. One more vote provided by a hard right. Trump-nominated justice could be the difference between voting rights and voter suppression. That's Charles E. Schumer. He's not pleased. Uh, and by the way, here's the story from it. Senate Democrats Tuesday using the Supreme Court's 4-4 divide on Pennsylvania mail-in ballots as occasion to criticize Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Well, and like I said, they got their decision. The count in Pennsylvania now uh, is going to be three days past November 3rd. I mean, it's a total, that itself is a joke. And guess who voted for it? Who do you think sided with Kagan and Sotomayor and Breyer on the Supreme Court? It was John Roberts, the other liberal on the court. This guy, this is the chief justice. He's supposed to be a conservative. He was appointed by a Republican president, that being George Bush. Well, now George Bush, I guess, is no fan of Donald Trump. Uh, but why have there been so many decisions where we've seen John Roberts side with the liberals? It's on Kavanaugh now, and it's on Thomas, and it's on um, Alito. And uh, and Coney Barrett, if 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 hopefully you know, thank, oh, we we pray to God that she gets confirmed. But it you know it it no longer and uh, oh and Gorsuch uh, by the way, but no longer do we see how can we possibly label John Roberts as a conservative? He's not. He wants to. Why would we give them three days after the election? You know what? Should we have election week now? Because that's basically what he was voting for in this decision. That it's not election day on November 3rd. It's, he wants it to turn into election week. I mean, it's crazy. It's madness. We have a day designated to where you go to your polling place. You vote for who you want to be president of the United States. For God's sake, it's a national holiday. You know, go there and vote. You, why, why do we now mail-in voting? And, and 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 I'm not even the biggest fan of of early voting. I think you go there on the day you vote, and that's it. I I also argue that you should show your ID. But if you listen to the liberals and you listen to um, 
John Roberts here as well. They want to transform it from election day to election week. Coney Barrett can't get confirmed soon enough. By the way, McConnell came out today um, and said that we'll be voting to confirm uh, justice to be Barrett is was his exact quote um, next Monday. So like I say, you know, next Monday cannot, this cannot come soon enough. Now, we know that um, as far as big tech goes, so big tech has been protecting Joe Biden. Big tech is doing everything they can to suppress conservatives. By the way, uh, Project Veritas just came out with a new video about uh, this this Google ad salesman guy, uh, Adriano Amaduzzi, who um, was saying that you know companies like to censor uh, right wing as far as Google goes, and his part of uh, his department likes to censor right wing Republicans and things. And he's saying you know that you can offer free credits and free advertising to Democratic parties. Well, Project Veritas has been right on top of Google um, and have been going at them for a long time uh, on things like this and 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 undercover and undercovering video and uh, you know different quotes from these people. And 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 the the best thing about it is that it is all on video that you can see for yourselves how this there's this big tech anti-conservative bias that they have about them now. Well, the DOJ today filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google saying it stifles competition. The Justice Department and 11 states on Tuesday filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google alleging the tech giant skews search results to favor its own products while shutting down competitors. The long-awaited lawsuit is the most aggressive action against the tech industry in more than 20 years dating back to the Clinton administration's efforts to break up Microsoft. Uh, uh, William Barr, the attorney general, said that um, a 16-month uh, Justice Department probe found that Google used monopoly power and billions in monopoly profits to ensure um, its dominance. Now, this is so... As far as, and, and, and I like that Senator Ted Cruz is on top of this, Senator Josh Hawley uh, from Missouri as well, but all the Senate Republicans and, and, and the Democrats, you know, they, they're going to, they're going to hide this because the demo, the, um, the big tech companies are um, in favor of the Democrats. We know that, but the Senate Republicans right now, you have a majority, you have control of the Senate, haul these people in. Give subpoenas to the Twitter box and Google and the Facebook. Bring them all in to testify and go under oath and, and, and say to the American people, do you have a bias against conservatives? Yes or no? Under oath, ask them that question. Ask it to Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg uh, and say, listen, uh, as far as um, Google goes, what is it, uh, Piche or whatever, um, his name, but but literally, so that everyone can see for their own eyes. Do you have a bias against conservatives? If they say no, show all the examples. Show the Project Veritas reporting. Show how they covered the or how they didn't cover the New York Post's reporting. Yet th that that they said it was uh it wasn't proven or wasn't verified. Well, was the Steele dossier verified? That they that there's still 
Russian Trump stories connecting Trump and Russia. There's still those stories that you can find on on uh, the Twitter box or on the Facebook. You know, have that has that been censored? Why is it that it's only Republicans and conservatives that gets that gets censored? Ask them all these questions under oath. I don't understand why it's so hard. I really don't. Um. Now the president. So let me get into the president. The president was tweeting before he landed in um. Erie and was saying uh that there's this I don't know what's gonna come of this, but he's he's not happy with Leslie uh Stahl of 60 Minutes because he's got a video for not wearing a mask in the White House. Um he said, I am pleased to inform you that for the sake of accuracy and reporting, I'm considering posting my interview with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes prior to airtime. This will be done so that everybody can get a glimpse of what a fake and biased interview is all about. Everyone should compare this terrible elect, uh, electoral uh, intrusion with the recent interviews of Sleepy Joe Biden. So he's he, he's not happy. So I, I feel like that's like a like a little taste or a teaser of uh, more to come as far as 60 Minutes and Leslie Stahl, which, by the way, airs on uh, um, Sunday night. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, sticking with the Twitter box here, you got Joe Biden. <laughs> this is funny. Two weeks from today, we're going to beat President Trump. Really? Two weeks from today? And guess what you're doing? You're sitting in your basement. You don't want to take questions from reporters. You don't want to do uh, press conferences uh, in any way. So, <laughs> I mean, what a total joke this guy is, right? <sighs> Just madness um, to me. Uh, you got Keith Olbermann. Uh, you said today that Trump should get the death penalty, one for every COVID death. I mean, th that's what these people are doing now. How is it that you have a candidate that's allowed to stay locked up in his basement until a debate, and you got a, 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 a Oberman calling for the death penalty for the president? You know, like I said, the the, the New Republic story um, shows you, gives you an example, it gives you evidence. Senator Chuck Schumer, Charles E. Schumer, saying that everything's on the table. This election is so massive that that the, the Constitution will be ripped up. You know, nothing that we know, that nothing that we live by, our principles, our freedoms, our values will be stripped right away from us. Now, big tech's in the tank for the Democrats. The media's in the tank for the Democrats. But you know what? From what I saw tonight in Erie, Pennsylvania, it, there's this love this bond, this admiration for the president of the United States. And the president's the only thing that stands between them and getting their, their socialist, you know, heaven that they want to, that they want to implement and how they want to destroy this country and have this party have a one, um, have this country have a one party rule for, from here on out. You know, there's so many different things that are against the president of the United States, but the president does have one thing on his side and it's one thing that's not going away and that is the american people you know chanting tonight in erie we love you well do you see any people chanting we love you to joe biden is there enthusiasm for joe biden there, he's got he's got these big organizations and companies that that don't care about everyday americans I don't care about Americans that go to work and love their family and love their friends and love freedom. You know, everything that made this country great, 
So when Donald Trump says, make America great again, and like I said, since 2015, when he came down the escalator, his one goal has been to do just that. He means it. I always say, listen to Biden, listen to the Democrats when they tell you that they want to destroy the country. On the other hand, listen to Donald Trump, though, when he says that he wants to make America great again. And for five years, he's been saying it now. He truly means it. And that's why, and the media will never get this. The Democrats will never understand this because they don't want to. But that is why the people of this country love Donald Trump. Because he, unlike the Democrat Party, stands up for everyday Americans in this country who love everything the United States of America stands for.